Hello, and welcome to the Watershed Moments podcast, where I and other therapists discuss real-life, everyday mental health issues to give you real and practical help to live a healthier life for yourself and with others. Now, if you want more content like this, be sure to visit our website at watershedinitiative.com to dig into the library of podcasts, articles, and courses that we've made just for you. And of course, if you need face-to-face help, definitely reach out to our partner affiliate, Lifeology of Richardson and Frisco at 214-556-0996 to get connected with a therapist or life coach. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Watershed Moments podcast. I'm your host, Lee Tran, uh, founder of Watershed Initiative, and uh, I've got a few of my co-hosts and therapist friends and a, a guest with us as well. But let me go ahead and introduce them right now. I've got Laura Harrison, licensed professional counselor. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Lee. And say hi, Adrian Jones, licensed professional counselor intern. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. And we've got our special guest here with us, Chrissy Rivers, as well. And so Chrissy is our guest uh, with, that's joining us here for this podcast today. She is on staff at Custer Road United Methodist Church, um, and she has crossed paths with many of us uh, throughout the years and, and a friend uh, of, of Laura's, and I've, I've worked with uh, Chrissy a few times before as well. And so we want to just thank you for joining us on this podcast. Um, and uh, we invited you because there, I think you might be able to provide a unique perspective for our listeners. Um, we were talking through, we're going through a series of just trying to talk through common situations and experiences that people are going through during the coronavirus and, and shelter in place. And, um, and so I, we'd love to be able to hear from you. What are, what are the kinds of things that you're experiencing um, in your own personal life that might be able to, to resonate and re- be relatable with our listeners? So maybe tell us a little bit about kind of how you're experiencing it all. And then we'll see if we can kind of maybe talk it through together as a team here. Okay. Um, well, I, I think um, I live alone. And uh, my son, I'm a, I'm an empty nester. My son moved out in August of 2019. So I've spent the last couple of months adjusting to him being gone. Um, I think one of the things that makes um, this particularly challenging for me, um, the shelter in place is, uh, is that there's no one here with me. Um, you know, uh, I try really hard not to compare myself to other people but social media could make that almost impossible. And, um, you know, when I log on to Facebook or Instagram, the memes and the stories, and there's so much um, information out there about how families are coping with one another, you know, uh, confined in their spaces. And in some ways, um, on a bad day, I can get kind of bitter about that because I think um, I would trade um, most people to have an opportunity to um, spend some time with some people right now. Uh, and, but then I also feel particularly grateful when I don't have to share my space, uh, turn my, my living room into a gym, and I don't have to you know, negotiate with anyone for the time and space to turn up the music loud and you know, work out to a YouTube video. But mostly it's... Um, when, when I stop and think about it, if I let myself, I can get into a pretty dark place about what it's like to be um, just without another heartbeat. Mm. <laughs> I found myself saying that a lot, you know, like there's there's a lot of comfort in another beating heart in your home, you know. So, wow. um, yeah, that that's I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know a lot of people who are in my situation who aren't elderly. <laughs> 
you know? Uh, but so I've communicated with a lot of elderly people because we have a lot in common right now, <laughs> which is strange yeah. to say because I'm 41. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I'm not yet old. <laughs> I just live like an old lady. So that's. <laughs> you got a bunch of cats running around there, Chris. <laughs> I do have a dog and a cat. I do have a dog and a cat. They help. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. And. I mean, as you're sharing that story, I, I mean, I feel, I can feel the, the competing tensions. I, uh, I just want to kind of go back and, 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 and mirror back what I'm hearing you say. First is the, the, in, the, in the isolation or the time that you have in shelter in place, your, one of your connections is going to be news and social media. So it's really hard not to, because it's one of your only connection points, is to not benchmark yourself against other people. And to constantly compare yourself to what other people are doing, um, and so that that feels like it's its own thing. I think the other thing that I really hear that's coming through so powerfully is just the lack of connection. And you're thankful. I, I can tell you're thankful that you have your own space. You're not having to to, to worry about bumping into and, and managing the space with another person. But that obviously has its downsides. That there's not another person there to be able to bump into and to and, and to kind of work through those things because that's still even if it is tension it's still connection right um and so maybe let's talk a little about uh, you know kind of uh, amongst the team amongst the panel here how um how how we um uh kind of see that from different angles but also what we would do if we're sitting across from someone in our, our in our in our constant group going through this kind of situation so maybe laura if i can start with you um, maybe give me some thoughts about what you see and some of the things that you're feeling, some things that you would want to say to people in this kind of situation. Yeah, and I think that um, Chrissy brings up a really good point that that singles in her situation are often a forgotten population just in general society sometimes. Oftentimes that's something that's overlooked in, in media and, and, and in churches and in things like that. Like you see, a lot of things are geared toward families and families with children where you ha- have a very significant population. I mean, Chrissy says, I feel like I'm kind of alone, but I'm sure you're not. I'm sure there's lots of people who were living alone and are now told that they have to stay home alone, do their job at home. Their only real contact is, you know, going outside to exercise where they're supposed to stay six feet away from everyone and then to go to the grocery store. And so they're, they're very isolated. And I think that can bring up some very, very big challenges and, and, I think it creates, and, and Chrissy, correct me if I'm wrong, more of a roller coaster type of effect for you guys. Whereas like some days you're like, ah, this, I would hate to have to share this space with someone else because I can do whatever. And so I was like, man, if I could just have somebody else that I could be in physical proximity with and like share space with, that would make my life so much better. And uh, be flip-flopping between those two realities can be very, very, very difficult, I would imagine. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the things that you've done to build that up uh, as far as creating support systems and creating connection times and really making schedules so that you have times that you are able to connect with people. And I think that when we've talked about that, that's been things that have been helpful for you. But why don't you why don't you talk to Adrian um, a little bit about what you what you see and how you would how you would approach that situation? 
Well, one one aspect, and y'all both brought up two really good points. Um, and you know what? I've seen it even more so. Yes, I've seen it on the counseling end, but I've seen it even more so in my other role at the church. Um, I'm an online director at Chase Oaks Church as well. And Laura hit the nail on the head when she said it's kind of a forgotten segment, a forgotten part of the population, because one of the biggest interactions that, that we've had over this coronavirus season online has been with singles. That's been the number one prayer request. That's been the number one interactions is specifically with singles and people who are feeling very isolated um, and, and lonely at times of being single. And, and also, I think it, previously, before the coronavirus season, if you already felt kind of isolated um, and you already felt that, then this has just exacerbated it, right? This has taken it to an even higher level, specifically of the loneliness and what do I do? Um, some of the old resources that you might have been able to use are just no longer, maybe not even healthy anymore. Chrissy touched in on an awesome part of about social media, right? Like how do we engage? Previously, engaging in social media was, it was, a, it was an option, right? Like if you wanted to engage, you really could. And there were times when you could pull out. Um, but at the same time now, it feels like it is much more of a, you have to engage through social media and you have to be willing to talk to people over social media because how else are we going to talk to anyone other than at the grocery store and, and tell and let me tell you something, do not try to talk to someone at the grocery store right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you yes. want to get the dirtiest look of all time. Bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh man, I have to catch myself sometimes like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't, don't, <laughs> don't give that person such a dirty look. No. <laughs> so yeah, but so to Chrissy's point, right, it's hard at times to not compare like, how do we not compare ourselves in our current situation with what we see with other people are dealing with? So um, that's that's part of it. But one one of the things is to go over those resources with people of, hey, are you doing do you recognize on Facebook? They have these groups that are like specific specific singles within your age group that are emptiness. Like, you know, it's so specific all the way down to what you're dealing with as well. Right. Of, of like, well, maybe that'll help. It's really going through the different types of resources that might be available to you. And there's also and I think I touched in on it on a previous podcast that we had. But the difference between extroverts and introverts during this season has been just huge. <laughs> the difference of what people are able to live with. And then some people having the realization of, well, have I been in shelter in place for my whole life? Basically, have I like this? Because this is so cool to me. This is just what I do. Right. So. It's that ability also to kind of lean into some of the friends that you have that are, are like-minded of like, hey, they want to in, engage as well. So maybe there's a Zoom wind down. I don't know. I can't tell you how many women I know that have Zoom wind downs right now with them and their friends, whether they're single friends or whether they're their friends in relationships, but are able to carve out a, an hour out of the week to sit down and talk on Zoom or whatever it might be. So I think one one of the things is really engaging into the resources that you might have available to you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for for uh, for adding those layers and context. Um, I think one of the things that stands out to me, um, I'll just talk about the part that kind of resonates for me. I wrote this down on my my paper here. There's a there's a kind of a pain in um, being alone. There's a kind of there's a there's a 
there's a kind of a pain in, in, in the feeling of isolation. But there's also another compounding pain that goes on top of that, which is being alone in the pain. Um, and so while, while it's hard to be, feel disconnected and to feel isolated from other people, and there's a, yeah, there's, a, there's a kind of a loss in that, there's another compounding loss of like, uh, because I'm in pain and I feel these things, I don't, I don't have anyone to go through that with. I have no one to share that with right now, or at least to, to kind of go through that long suffering with. It almost feels as though it's kind of adding salt, uh, insult to injury kind of thing, right? Um, and not to diverge too much from the topic, because I'm trying to I'm trying to connect and relate with the the the, the way this goes. Because we just did another podcast just before this one on on what do we do uh, when we have well, we feel like we have so many things that we're so busy we have learned, we're not doing anything well. This is almost kind of the other end of the spectrum of like okay, like it's not an issue of of not having a time. It's that I don't have connections going through this season of life, right? And um, and so the 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 thing that comes to my mind is going through um, loss. I've I've gone through um, loss myself recently, and there's um, there's a kind of a unique pain that happens when when you go through loss because you feel like it's you're kind of stuck. You don't know how to connect with other people going through loss, and um, and and at the same time, because you're not knowing how to connect with people, you're going through your own pain and loss alone, and it's it's really hard to kind of struggle through that kind of stuff. And so that's the kind of thinking I, 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 my mind goes to when I think about people like that, what you're describing, Chrissy, that, that there's, a, um, there's almost kind of a double whammy. Of like I, I, I've, I suffer from the lack of the connection that I, 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 like I don't necessarily have available to me right now. But I, have, like, I think you said it, I don't know many people going through my situation right now, right? And if you knew that there was a lot of other people that were going through that situation with you, that might make the, the difficulty of it go, go by a little bit better. But right now, it feels like I'm by myself. Literally, I'm by myself physically, and I'm, I'm by myself conceptually in my community, right? Um, and that just feels like it's, it's, it's a different kind of a level of hard. And so I just want to kind of describe it that way to, to maybe connect a little bit better for our listeners to, to kind of relate with. And so I'm curious, Chrissy, does any of that kind of stuff re- resonate with you? And if so, what do you think... Um, does resonate with you to maybe connect a little better for our listeners as well. What do you think? Um, well, I, so, uh, I, I am sort of the consummate optimist. Um, I'm Enneagram seven. And so, um, it's really difficult for me to, um, to sort of sit with pain for very long. So I'm constantly reframing, you know, how this is good. Um, which honestly right now seems like a blessing. I don't know, but I think everything's a blessing because I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know if you guys talk about the Enneagram on here, but you know, um, so uh, it's tough for me to say um, ways that I think that it could be um, different or tougher or uh, I don't know. Um, all, all I can really, I think all I can really contribute is um, that this has very much been a one day at a time kind of situation. Um, I'm sure for everyone, but you know, some days, some days I wake up and, uh, and sort of have a, Oh my God, was that a dream? You know? And then, and then it all comes sort of comes flooding back like, Nope. Uh, And then I have to figure out how to put on my shoes and say a prayer and, um, and walk. You know, I'm doing so much walking, like seven miles a day, you know, um, because it's the thing that I can do. And I see people out there 
So um, I don't know exactly how to uh, contextualize, if you will. I don't know if that if that is um, helpful. My thoughts are just that I don't like being alone. I'm an extrovert, and um, I I I I have complained for years prior to this about what it's like to live alone, even when my son lived here, you know, because um, he's my kid and he was not my companion, you know? So this is 10 times worse. <laughs> so let, let me ask a question to you, Chrissy. Uh, like even even a, in, a, in a kind of a, a call like this, a Zoom call where you're interacting with three other people, like for for you, do, do you think it scratches that itch or do, like what is it that you think is is, is, is maybe redeemable in the, in the ways that we're connecting now and maybe not, not still not enough kind of thing. Like if you make that kind of comparison of like what's working, what's not working kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, well the zooms really do help. Last week I organized a zoom for my, me and my colleagues just, we, they didn't really, I used zoom a lot prior to this. Um, cause I'm a trainer, um, a corporate trainer and marketer. And, um, you know, so I was really familiar with it, but None of them really used it before. So um, I organized a lunch for us last week just to Zoom and catch up. And it was nice to see the refreshment, you know, in their faces. They all have families and none of them live alone, but they all were kind of lit up at the interaction between us. So that was super validating for me. Um, I'm also in recovery. And so I have found Zoom meetings really, really, Zoom um, recovery meetings are plentiful right now for anybody who struggles with addiction or, you know, is involved in recovery, there are so many. And you can, I can get on a Zoom with people in New York or Ireland or, you know, places that I would have had to spend thousands of dollars and plan for months at a time to go and, you know, connect with people. I can now do that by, with a Google search, you know? So that's super cool. Technology has been um, just a, a, a revelation. Mm -hmm for this whole thing. And, um, and it gives me a reason on days like today to put on a little bit of lipstick. I'm sorry, my dog is like frantic about the, the, <laughs> this the is, ticking of his This feet. is life now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he is like insistent to get outside. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I, God bless Zoom and Skype and Google Hangouts. And, you know, I mean, all of that reminds me that other people have to remind themselves to put their lipstick on, that, uh, you know, that everybody is feeling a, a super disconnected and and we get to connect this way and say, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. And, um, you know, and then yeah. you hang up and, and it's it's a little sad, but, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, the, I love the way you you kind of and just kind of frame it as an enneagram seven too. That you're you're gonna want to you're gonna want to try and drive more towards the optimistic end of things, and 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 that's that's really helpful to kind of think about and kind of frame it that way too. I think um, that that obviously, as you were talking about, there there are opportunities and resources available to you through Zoom and so forth. I'm also kind of thinking about the person who isn't necessarily inclined to want to make move towards connection and that they might fall a little bit more towards uh, isolation, right? And, and kind of that pessimistic side, right? And again, I'll, I'll reference back. The reason why I was using the, the, the context of grief is because I felt that tension before too, that there's a need to want to, a healthy need to want to connect with people and going through some type of pain and loss. But there's also a side of you that wants to just kind of crawl into a hole and hide, right? 
and I know that's probably the case for a lot of people is that they, they, they might veer a little bit more towards, okay, you know, I know that there's these resources available to me. Um, I could get on Zoom. I could do a Google search, right? But I'm probably just going to just stay in my pajamas and just stay in bed and not do anything because that, that feels like the only option I have right now. So um, I love the way you kind of like couch the, the kind of context and frame it that way because that kind of gives us an idea of like, um, the, the, the extremes, I, I, I guess I could put it that way. And, and so maybe let me go back and, and, and talk through it with Adrian and Laura, like, um, some things that you you would recommend, um, and, and just maybe barring off of what Chrissy's saying of how people can connect in creative ways and to, to, um, to have healthy connections in this period of time, but also what you would say to someone who maybe gravitates more towards just wanting to crawl into a hole and to isolate altogether. Um, so let me, yeah, let me go ahead and do that. Uh, Adrian, do you have any thoughts that you would, would, would recommend for someone in that kind of situation? Yes, I think for both situations, whether you're the type that wants to self-isolate, like isolate, basically silo yourself off, or the person that's really like wanting to engage, I think both people are going to have to give themselves a lot of grace during the season and have a lot of grace built in with, with yourself because... One aspect is to say, this is something that no one alive right now has ever dealt with, ever. So no one can sit there and tell you what's the right thing for you to be doing in this moment. That's going to be up to you to understand. And so from one day, and I love the way Chrissy put it, of it's a day-to-day, like it's a day-by-day thing. And that's how we almost have to take it in a lot of different ways of saying, hey, you know what? Today I was really productive, right? I got my seven miles in. I walked, I worked out, right? Um, I was able to do so many different things and I was very productive. I think that feeling of being productive for people um, is getting highlighted in this, in this season of what that, how good it feels when we are being productive in those rhythms, right? So it's one way to be able to create that. But let's say for the person that wants to silo themselves off, right? Of like, well, no, you know what's gonna feel good to just sit here and binge Netflix for the next eight hours. Well, as a therapist, maybe there is a time for that. Maybe um, there, there can be some grace built into that. But once it starts to kind of multiply and those days start to multiply and expand, there's a, lot, a problem start to occur. Like just, just to be quite frank, emotional problems do start to occur. You do feel very depressed. You do feel very isolated in that moment versus saying like, you know what, one day, hey, Netflix and chill. I'm just that's what I'm doing all day today. But you know what, Um, to give yourself the grace of saying like, hey, this is just one day, right? Like this is just one day, but tomorrow I'm back at it, right? And I'm going to try something different tomorrow and give yourself that ability to say and give yourself that kind of grace of like, hey, every day isn't going to be the most productive day during the season. And there's no one that should be telling me, hey, this is what you should be doing. Let's just get that word should way out of our vocabulary. Well, even before this season, but especially during this season. Because if we do start to go to social media and we do start to compare ourselves to that person that claims that they're reading this entire book or they're writing a novel during this season, it's like maybe they are, okay, (laughs) maybe. But at the same time, maybe it's just once again social media just showing us the good stuff, right? Versus their struggles that they're going through also. So to me, it really boils down to the ability to give yourself some grace of saying, hey, one day at a time, right? Like I'm taking this one day at a time. I'm doing the best that I can do with my capabilities in this moment. And then tomorrow we'll see what tomorrow holds. And sorry for saying Netflix and chill. 
laugh. I was, I was like, like, oh, that was. I was like, Harry, <laughs> do you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> Harry, do you know what that means? <laughs> Literally before you before you got on the call, Chrissy, we were talking about we need to do a podcast just talking through as therapists, uh, Tiger Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> We have a whole list of like Netflix shows that we're just like, we need to talk about this as therapists. Just yeah. get around. Let's yeah. talk about that. I would yeah. tune in for that for sure. <laughs> it's gonna and, be awesome. And just real quick on the whole the whole thing that you're just talking about, Adrian, about like not you know, not listening to comparing yourself and, and telling listening to people telling you what you should do. Sometimes it doesn't require like anyone saying you should. You could just be watching what other people are doing and thinking, man, I need to do that. And I say that because right. Last week we had a call like for our our, uh, our our staff meeting. We had a Zoom staff meeting, and so we're all like all of us, so, like all the therapists we have, like maybe twenty people on our team. We're all on a Zoom call. We're all talking and and, and just checking with how we we're doing. And then Adrian at the very end of it starts getting into his workout gym. <laughs> he starts getting behind this set of like on this dumbbell. He's got like two forty five plates on each side. I'm like, man, these guys are, like going to going to town on this uh, on this bench press right now and i'm thinking i need to get into a gym man i wish i had a gym and i started thinking i uh, going home and i'm like man, i need to be figure out how to do these things and all kind of stuff so adrian didn't say one word about like hey, you should be doing this but just like looking at that i'm like man i'm starting to benchmark myself literally against like i need to be able to hit 225 on the bench press now because adrian's doing it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah adrian did not send us a video of him benching 225 <laughs> I, I told y'all i don't want to be that dude <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, you know, Laura. One, one of the things that I've noticed and that I've had conversations with several of my friends about this is this, am I going over the top? Is what I'm doing over the top? Over oh, no, we've lost Laura. Sorry, got go. that. Did you get a call? Am I over? Yes. Am yeah. I overreacting <laughs> should, for where I should be? And, you know, I don't think there is an over the top in this, in this scenario. I think that whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing that makes you feel safe and secure, whatever you're doing that builds your support system is what you need to be doing for you. You know, so if that means that you have to set up a time where someone checks in on you, you know, say, hey, if you wouldn't mind just sending me a text every day so that I have some kind of connection with somebody or I'm going to send you a text every day, doesn't mean it has to be a long conversation. Um, just so that I know that somebody knows that I'm here and building that support system and having multiple people that you're checking in with makes a huge difference. I think even for people who have other people in their room, you, you mentioned like your coworkers who are in, in environments with other people still were so excited to see somebody that's outside of their environment. I mean, I went and um, dropped something off at a friend's house the other day and I noticed that she was on her back porch and I walked and stood on her driveway and we talked across the driveway to each other. And it was just like so nice to be in proximity with somebody that you really care about and being able to have a conversation without, without a screen, because it does make a huge difference. But having, having people that check in and having people that connect with you, I think would be a vital part of a person who's staying home and having to be alone. What do you think, Chrissy? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I did, I've done the same thing, like gone to a friend's house and just talked across the grass, you know? Um, and I mean, any kind of connection, you know? And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's an impulse and sometimes it's a plan, you know? There was a day where I was standing doing dishes and called a friend and she said, come walk, you know? 
So I just went to her neighborhood and, you know, we kept a safe distance from each other, but we walked together and, um, and that was really helpful, you know? So I think any, any opportunity to connect, was that the question? Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, is for me, I just try to take it, you know, because I also can get in that place where I'm stuck. When Adrian was talking about, you know, binge watching, I definitely, when I get into a low place, it is very hard for me to get out, you know, very, very, very hard. So I work really hard to, to not get into that place. Um, and sometimes I don't know the difference between the two. I don't, I don't know necessarily what it means to have a healthy day of binge watching because it can turn into, you know, a seven day straight. And I'm like, you know, what happened? Where, where did it all go? And why have I watched things in Chinese? I won't even speak Chinese. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I, to me, any, any, anytime I can connect with people planned or, or not is, is a blessing. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a good reminder, and yeah, it's such that's what makes it hard is is knowing like how to give yourself enough room for grace, but then like not to to fall too far down. It usually helps if you have someone there to help give you some 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 accountability and some context, right? But that's one of the mechanisms that we don't have as much around us, at least not as easily, right? Like my wife can tell me, hey, it's probably not a good idea. You try to binge watch Narcos all in one sitting, or you know, she'll tell me like you need to get off your butt and help out with some of these things. And so there's that kind of thing that like kind of keeps us in check. But in, in the situation that we're talking about here, like like what you're talking about, Chrissy, is that you can do that and there's not necessarily that check-in immediately. And so that's part of the problem, right? And so I think um, I think we have to add into it as well. If we're going to have those kind of like cadences where we can give ourselves some room to 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 kind of veg out for a little bit and just be gracious with ourselves and, and, and moving into that space where we can um, go down that road, that we also have a plan in place to keep ourselves tethered. Um, tethered to some type of connection, a check-in, where you're checking in regularly with somebody, right? Um, to just make sure you're doing okay, right? Um, and and, and that, that might be hard to do and to plan out and to stay uh, accountable to, but if you do it on the front end and you make the commitments with another person, it always helps a whole lot. Mentioned You mentioned uh, Christy being in recovery. I mean, that's part of what the cadence of recovery, right? That you have uh, consistently, you meet with a sponsor, you have a sponsee that you're always checking in with because you already kind of know there's a rhythm. If I don't check in with somebody, that's when things can get a little bit wonky in my head and that's when bad things can happen, right? And so I think that's something um, that people are having to learn now that aren't that have, maybe have never been in recovery are probably having to learn that's a healthy thing. We need, all need to have some element of that to where we have that kind of person that can check in with us, right? So I think those are really good reminders of how we can kind of look at this from a few different angles. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap it up here. We've, we've covered a number of, of really just really cool things to talk about uh, this specific issue from a few different angles. Um, and so I want to I go ahead and close it up here and thank again our panel and our guest, Christy, for joining us. Um, definitely reach out, to, reach out to us at Watershed Initiative for a number of other resources that we have, podcasts, other videos um, to get tele, telehealth, teleththerapy, um, uh, and any questions or any, any, any ways that we can support, we want to be available for you guys as well. And um, in the meantime, also send us your, uh, your questions and your ideas of different things that we can talk through. Because again, this podcast is meant specifically to be able to address some of the commonly felt experiences around coronavirus. So definitely engage with us, uh, leave us a comment. And also, I guess, uh, stay tuned for our, our, our series on Tiger King. 
and a number of other Netflix <laughs> shows as well. We're going to just throw that one in there too. So just be on the lookout. So. Ozark, uh, not Tiger King, Ozark. Uh, Ozark, okay, we'll do Ozark. I'm all good with Ozark. Ozark, Narcos, whatever. We got a whole Netflix list of things that we can go through. All right. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you guys in the next podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Now, if you benefited from this podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, share with your friends, and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us to keep making podcasts and more content like this possible for you. If you have any questions, want to get more content, or just want to stay connected with us, go to our website at watershedinitiative.com and follow us on social media. Lastly, if you want to get connected with a life coach or therapist, call us at our collaborative group practice, Lifeology in Richardson and Frisco, Texas at 214-556-0996.